Everyone faces questions and decisions that require insight and answers as we move forward personally, professionally, and corporately in all areas of this thing we call life in America today. Hello, this is Joe Schofield, and I invite you to tune in every Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. as we talk together and hear from key leaders of all ages and backgrounds about your questions. Interesting, informative, intuitive, but always encouraging. Tune us in on BBS Radio Network. Join Pastor Joe and co-hosts Commander Rob Hansen, Nancy Hansen, Dr. Paul Hall, Stephanie Thayer, and Dr. Craig Thayer in Raising Expectations. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this week's version of Raising Expectations. We all want you to know that we're thrilled you took time to be with us tonight because your being with us is what it's all about. As you already know, probably we're here because we want to raise your expectations in all areas of your life. Our program stands for faith, freedom, our nation, your family, finances, uh, and especially for fun. How do we have fun in this world? We live in a great nation. We have a wonderful God that we serve, and we have a wonderful group of friends in the nation. So thanks for being with us tonight. Uh, Tonight, you may have seen publicized for you that we have a very special friend and guest coming to be with us, but uh, we're waiting right now. Something has happened. He is in Washington, D.C., so we're waiting to see what has happened there. Uh, As you know, we have a great team. My name is Joe Schofield, and uh, it's my privilege to to, uh, host this with my co-host each week, Uh, You know that we have Dr. Paul Hall. You know that we have Dr. Craig and Stephanie Thayer and uh, Commander Rob and Nancy Hansen. You heard about COVID-19. Well, folks, something like that happened to our show tonight. All of a sudden, we turned around and I get an emergency call from Dr. Hall. And uh, then I get a call that uh, that they uh, that the Thayers had to be out of town and they were really uh, planning on being with us. They've had an emergency pop up. They will be back with us. Everybody be back together next week. So uh, we're waiting for Doug Weed. You all know that Doug Weed is uh, known as... Uh, a man who's worked with six presidents. He is a man who is a New York Times best-selling author. His latest book, thanks, Rob, there it is, Inside Trump's White House. Uh, we had him on the program once, huh, Rob? Remember how he talked all about the the influence, the input, the way they just made him like family. He goes all the way back to Ronald Reagan and the times that he had. So check my Facebook or social media or Instagram or Rob and Nancy's or anybody on the team, and you'll be able to read about him. It's all up there. So uh, hopefully he may be able to get back to us tonight. He will be with us again on May the 31st. We have him booked for two times this month because of everything that's going on right now. So, So since he is not here today, I came up with this incredibly ingenious idea, not to sound like the five or or Greg Gutfield all of a sudden, but you know how he gets those, those brainstorms? Well, every once in a while I get a brainstorm. I uh, I have been privileged, and God's been good in my life. You know, I started out in entertainment. I sang with Glenn Campbell, Frank, all kinds of old folks like that. Some of you will remember them. Some of you don't know who they are. But, it, but the fact of the matter is, as a pastor for many, many years, 
I had the privilege of meeting many, many wonderful people. And while meeting those people, uh, I got to work with those people. And the people that God has allowed me to work with now and be a part of this program that's growing and growing, by the way, across this nation each week, uh, have been some of the most wonderful people. And two of them I'm looking at right now, and you are too, is Commander Rob Hansen and his wife, Nancy, from New York, uh, Buffalo, New York. Mm -hmm. That's right. Jamestown, New York, actually. Jamestown. Jamestown, close. Yeah. Whoops there. Well, and, and cooler than the one in Virginia, right, Nancy? Much cooler. Different. 1607, Jamestown, Virginia, first settlers. Yeah. There we go. Much better on this one, yeah. So, you know, I get to talking about this, folks. We do want you to get to know us all better, and we all interact with you on, on the web a lot, so I, I get all kinds of, of stuff that I send back. So uh, what I want to do uh, – wait a minute. Hang on. Here's a weed from Doug Weed. Joe, are you there? Sent for my iPhone. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, how do I call you? Uh, hang on here. Now is when we need uh, somebody. Talk to him for a moment, Rob, and I'll see if I can't come through here and find him for us. For well, a yeah. Did you give him the link to I the CBS uh, radio thing? This morning. Uh, okay. Yes. I am here. Yes. Let's see, Doug. Uh, everything is sent. Uh, yes. Yes, I'm here. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just want everybody to know out here, this is a live show, and you never know what's going to happen. That's so, right. You know, it's just... We don't even know what we're going to say most exactly, of the time. Exactly, exactly. Until the time comes for us. Show. Yeah, and, and that's what makes it so nice and spontaneous um, and hopefully real and honest. Um, Doug Weed, and I had read his book last year about the uh, Inside Trump's White House. I kind of wish more Americans would have read it because they would have found that everything that they were told yes. about yes. Donald Trump uh, in the media was a lie and untrue and fake um, if they would have known. And Doug Weed actually had personal access to oh, President Trump and his family, and we're, uh, we're hoping we'll get him back on here in a few minutes. Um, he had unprecedented access um, to uh, the Trump family, who gave him uh, a bunch of information during President Trump's time in the White House. And again, none of the information that Doug Weed's book uh, published had ever been uh, set out in the mainstream media. And so most Americans got a very uh, inaccurate, false, wrong view about the previous president. Um, and that's why we're kind of hoping we'll get him on board here so he can explain that. He's also been on a lot of news shows from uh, – uh, Newsmax, OANN, Fox, and some of the other uh, places. And he's also got his own website, DougWeed.com. Um, the guy's been in the Washington presidential arena from a, a presidential historian standpoint for probably 50 years. So he's known presidents from uh, Nixon, uh, maybe LBJ, uh, Nixon, Carter, uh, Ronald Reagan, who actually uh, had a, a video on YouTube, which explained uh, his great service to the country uh, and mentioned Doug Weed by name. And then, of course, uh, George H.W. Bush, uh, Bill Clinton and uh, George W. Bush. 
and then, of course, uh, after two terms of, of W, we had the Obama administration and then uh, the Trump administration. Uh, and again, uh, because Donald Trump was an outsider in the Washington scene, uh, every, I don't know, power broker in the D.C. area, the swamp, uh, did everything they could to paint a false picture of the guy and never bothered publishing everything positive that Donald Trump did for the good of America. Uh, because, uh, you know, everybody else was focused on orange man bad or he, he sends mean tweets. And that wasn't really the story. Um, if you had followed uh, President Trump throughout his four years, Every single thing he did from his executive orders to the decisions that were made in the White House were in America's best interest, um, bringing back uh, companies and industry to America, bringing back uh, um, uh, energy independence so that we wouldn't have to rely on uh, the, the Middle East or any other place like well, Venezuela used to have oil and something weird happened there. Um, border security, which, gee, it's kind of a big issue right now, isn't it? Because the previous president actually thought, wouldn't it be a great idea to uh, follow immigration law and secure borders? And uh, guess now, and again, this is the current regime's uh, goal, I guess, is to open the borders and uh, ensure that the um, cartels, uh, and this is a true story, really do run uh, what's going on in the border. And so you're dealing with an unprecedented amount of drugs, human smuggling, human trafficking, and some really not good guys, including Chinese scientists and engineers that are crossing the border illegally. Nobody seems to care. And the media doesn't bother covering anything. So this is kind of an important thing that people need to pay a lot more attention to. And we're not uh, dealing with a current regime that has America's best interests in mind. Every single one of the current president's executive orders since January 20th has basically, yeah, at least 90 of them have canceled all of the things that uh, Donald Trump had done to protect America's interests, to keep uh, people employed and to uh, no. raise our standard of living, including minorities, uh, blacks and Hispanics in particular, uh, where there was record employment. And now we're dealing also with a regime that is blaming or is taking credit for many things when it comes to the vaccine uh, that's coming out for everybody uh, that the previous administration had actually started and worked on. Um, so what we're dealing with here is um, a completely, I was going to say different regime than the previous one, but what we're dealing with really here, and I know this from a national security standpoint, is uh, we're seeing a continuation of uh, the Obama administration when it comes to uh, national defense, national security, uh, the State Department, um, and uh, everything in the Department of Justice, the FBI, um, all of the senior positions 
are uh, being filled with uh, previous Obama administration officials. So you're you're seeing basically the third term of Obama. Um, and again, the media is never going to tell you any of this stuff because the media, 99% of which are uh, pro-left, pro-Democrat, pro-liberal, um, they're going to come out with a certain spin on news and information. And the sad part is most Americans... Uh, well, fortunately, many Americans are starting to wake up and realize that they're being lied to and they're being provided misinformation, false information, fake information and lies. And I think it's time that Americans start standing up and, and holding the media accountable for all of its falsehoods. Just in the past week, ever since the uh, president had given a State of the Union uh, message, the Washington Post itself came out and said, we're not even going to um, fact check uh, President Biden's uh, lies, uh, of which, if you were paying attention, and many of you may not have been, uh, were plentiful uh, in his State of the Union message. I think it's important to have Americans start paying attention to reality and not what they're being told. And this has nothing to do with ideology. This has nothing to do with political parties. I think it has everything to do with not being told the truth and not buying what the media is selling you. And until you understand that you're, you're just going to fall for anything. And, um, as an example, uh, last week, I think it was ABC News that came out and said, Joe Biden had like a 63% approval rating. Really? That's true. Do you realize the things that he has done, of which almost nothing is in America's national interest? Not to mention the over $6 trillion that are going to be spent for COVID relief, guess what percentage is actually going to COVID relief, 1.9 billion or trillion, uh, about 6% of that is actually going to COVID relief. The rest is going to special pet programs and projects and unions and teachers and things like that. And then we have the infrastructure bill, of which I think it's around $2.9 trillion, um, and about the same percentage is actually going to infrastructure. So where's the rest of the money going? And do you as American citizens really approve of the decisions that are being made as to your tax dollars and where they're going and how they're being spent and why? And then we have the, I think the latest uh, lie has to do with the American Family Act, which I think is another trillion or two dollars, uh, trillion dollars. And very little of that's actually going to American families. Now, where is the $6 trillion coming from? It's coming from you. It's right. coming from me. It's coming from every single American taxpayer. And guess what? Does this decrease the deficit? I don't think so. In fact, it increases it to such a degree that it's not going to be able to get paid off. And so we have the Federal Reserve printing more money which is based on nothing. There's no gold standard. There's no nothing except the uh, full faith and credit of the U.S. government. And I think we need to start really getting serious about paying attention 
to everything that's going on in Washington because none of this is helping Americans, not a single thing. American jobs are being lost. The economy's not doing as well as the media is telling you. And uh, I'll go into international relations and things going on between the U.S. and China, the U.S. and Iran, and all the other that we have. And Joe, go right ahead. I tell you what, Rob, you just nailed it. I mean, hey, it's exactly what's going on. I haven't even gotten started yet. (laughs) That's exactly what's going on. And uh, Doug just uh, called. He's he's, he's having, there's some kind of difficulty. So the the station's working right now. Nancy, there could never have been a greater time for your statement. We're live. That was perfect because we are live right now. So, Don, they're on at the station right now. Is talking to them, trying to pull them through for us. But, you know, the, the thing is interesting. Like, like Hey, Rob I'm here, thinking, Joe. I'm with you. Oh, there we go. Let's see. Uh, Where are you, Doug? Hey, I'm, Doug, how are you doing? I hear you. I'm on the west coast of Florida. Oh, Florida. Okay. That's the best side of Florida. Are you on the radio or are you on the computer? Uh, I'm on the radio with you. (laughs) Yeah, there we go. Okay. But you're, you're not on the, you're not on the, uh, on the computer, but they, they, they put you on the radio. Right. I guess. I'm not sure what they did, but I'm here. We sure do like the sound of your voice. <laughs> Welcome, Doug. Hey, Doug. Hi there. I like the sound of your voices. <laughs> yeah. Doug, Doug, you wouldn't believe today. Uh, yeah. This, uh, yeah. Sorry. Doug's getting a little pacey yeah. sometimes. Rottweilers uh, ate my flesh. So. Okay. Nancy yeah. just told him we're kind of on live TV uh, podcast and radio. And uh, we had uh, Dr. Thayer and his wife got stuck in Georgia. <laughs> and, then, and they aren't able to get back to us. And then also uh, we had Dr. Hall had a situation, a family emergency. So Rob and I and Nancy were talking. And, uh, and so uh, – yeah, so here we are. So Rob, we've got Doug. Don's got him on the on the phone. He's live wired. He's connected to us. We don't have his picture, but uh, we're excited to have you back with us on the thirty first. And on the thirty first, we will go ahead and put you center with the picture there, and we'll give you the whole screen. How's that, Rob? That'll work good, won't it? When well, that, that'll work. Have, have we um, have we figured out why we can't get Doug on video? No. I no, guess, but he's here. But he's here. He's with us, and that's the key thing. So, well, thank heavens. Yeah, he say uh, he's on line three. Go ahead and introduce him. He's on the phone lines. Uh, there we go. Finally, I'm reading the chat. There it is. So <laughs> he's such a good looking guy. I mean, we can't, we got to get him on video. That's right, Doug. We tell everybody that. And you know, it's interesting, Doug. We're usually so polished. I know that sounds so funny right now, but uh, we've got a great listening audience and watching too. And they love uh, being with them. We all love them. So we just shared your book, Rob and I. We talked about it. We uh, we shared uh, how much we appreciated the things you gave us. We're going to do it again. We're holding that book up again for you, Doug. Uh, one of uh, 
you can't see it. Yeah. Okay. Out, one of the New York Times best-selling authors. We've also been leading people to your Newsmax items and stories. We we've shared with folks uh, your what your address on State of the Union, what you thought about that with the vaccines and the jobs, and we've really appreciated that. So, what we thought we'd do under these circumstances, Doug, would be really really good. We'd just like to give you an opportunity to maybe speak to us about what you think the greatest need is that we as conservative, evangelical, um, Americans, Americans, yes, yeah, they say that love our nation and uh, want the best for everybody. What would you uh, share with us that we should be doing at this point? And then we'll kind of go from there. What do you see would be a good thing for us to do? Uh, well, I don't know for all of America, but for me, it's knowledge. I mean, yes. uh, uh, the more I read and the more I study and the more I learn of what's going on, uh, the better equipped I am to adjust to it and to deal with it. It's pretty, pretty scary. It's, go- mm-hmm. it's pretty deep. It's uh, gone pretty far right now, and I think uh, most Christians anyway. Uh, have misunderstood and and haven't estimated properly how quick uh, their liberties and freedoms are sliding away. That's a, that's a great point, Doug. And also, I mean, one of the biggest problems we have with regard to knowledge and spreading it is that the uh, quote-unquote knowledge spreaders, meaning the media, um, doesn't really spread knowledge. It spreads one point of view, um, and always negative towards our points of view. And the difficulty and challenge is how do you overcome that when there are so many millions of Americans who are buying into whatever the media feeds them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think you can overcome that. You have to rival it and and get your own sources of information going. That's what you're doing. Uh, and that's what we got to do. In fact, uh, the left has Hollywood. They have academia. They have the Congress. They have the White House. Uh, they're trying to get the Supreme Court. Uh, they have corporations. Uh, of the top 20 corporations in America, 18 of them have CEOs and chairman of the board who are Democrats. It's so mm-hmm. ironic to hear Elizabeth Warren talk about billionaires mm-hmm. who are, who are Big Republicans are, in fact, Democrats. They voted mm-hmm. 19 out of the 20 top 20 billionaires, uh, voted both for Hillary Clinton and 18 out of the 20 for Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. all that uh, conservatives seem to have is radio uh, and occasionally an online outreach like yours. But that can be enough. It doesn't take much to punch, pop the balloon. But somehow we got to get the message out. There's a reason that the media dominates. It's because they're all uh, linked to China. Uh, mm-hmm. Disney, 40% of her income comes from China, and mm-hmm. they own ABC. It's very clear the people at ABC, you don't have to be a genius. If you were hired tomorrow to work for ABC, you'd figure out in a hurry what you can say and not say and what would mm-hmm. likely help you get promoted up mm-hmm. the chain of command. Uh, just based on the knowledge you get from Googling uh, Disney and its income. <laughs> so you can get that on your own. 
So what are they going to do when uh, when China's financing everything? Uh, there's not much you can do. And how many Americans are aware of that, Doug? Well, a surprising amount of them are. Uh, when I talk about it online, I'm I'm surprised at some of the comments I got get and some of the teaching I get from people who are in the audience listening. Uh, things that they're sharing with me that I didn't know, uh, but it it's happening very quickly. I have some friends that kept telling me, you know, this, that they were Bernie Sanders fans, and they said, you know, the socialism word, it's so different. It's more like uh, uh, Danish socialism. It, it's not like Cuba. It's not like the Soviet Union or Venezuela. And I said, well, is it like Berkeley? Yes, it's like University of California, Berkeley. I said, well, in Berkeley. So they wouldn't allow me to speak there, even if I was invited and paid and asked to come by students themselves or teachers. They wouldn't allow me to speak there. They don't allow my book to be sold there. So uh, if if that's socialism America style, we don't have a lot to look forward to. Yeah. Oh, you're right. And and I remember about, I don't know, at least six months ago, I think it was Mika Brzezinski from MSNBC who co-hosts something with uh, Joe Scarborough. Um, she had said out loud, and it was probably the most honest thing she ever said, is that our job is to control what people think. Yeah, I now, if that doesn't frighten Americans, I don't know what does because you know this is Pravda uh, in in the 21st century in America, and and the people that watch CNN, MSNBC, and the major networks ABC, NBC, CBS, they're all being fed uh, one point of view, one type of news, and they choose what to tell everybody. There, there's nothing that they tell you that's any different when you switch the channels. It's all the same stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and that should yeah. frighten Americans, but I, I just worry that, you know, we become a nation of sheep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Passive. How, uh, how about this? <laughs> the morning, the morning of the president's address to the joint session of Congress, he sends the FBI in to raid the personal residence of his of the lawyer of his political opponent. That's a scene right out of Nazi Germany. Yeah, That's some guy name. named Giuliani, if I recall. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I worked in the, the White House. From and I can tell whatever you, he has yes. to say. That's right. yes. Nothing How like that would happen without. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just wouldn't do it. Uh, no, it would. You'd. You know, CYA, you cover yourself uh, to make sure it's okay. Uh, and who approved it? Tr- who approves it? Well, it Is it justice? Go, Is it the FBI? It has, go, it has to go all the way to the top. I mean, if you to were the top, yeah. the FBI, you're, you're mm-hmm. not going to order your agents in. To There's no way that the agents are going to do it on their own, and there's no mm-hmm. way it's some mid-level FBI. It goes right to the top mm-hmm. of the FBI. And there's no mm-hmm. way that the guy who's at the top of the FBI is is going to order that done and embarrass the president when he's giving his speech to the joint session of Congress without getting permission, without That's right. getting approval. Mm-hmm. 
Well, they didn't have any problem embarrassing the previous president um, over four years at the top of the FBI. Why should it be well, any different now? Right? <laughs> yeah, but it is. <laughs> I know. It is. Uh, yeah. uh, Doug, what do you think about the immigration thing that's going on right now? We live in Arizona. We, you know, Rob has a house like 40 miles north of the border and from Mexico. And we have a lot of border patrol. Yeah, people there's there. a lot of border patrol people there. And I just like to hear your opinion on how. Biden is handling immigration right now, especially in light of what previously had been done under the Trump administration. Exactly. Where, amazingly, we actually had some border con- control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, in my humble opinion, it's all about uh, the takeover of the federal government. And it means nothing but that, that they mm-hmm. want uh, people who they believe will vote for the Democrat Party to come in and uh, into the country. So it's certainly not about COVID because they're willing to put people on these planes at McAllen and some of these other airports. You know they're migrants because they're carrying mm-hmm. a little duffel bag that the federal, federal government, the American federal government has given them, and mm-hmm. they're boarding, they're getting on these planes, and they're flying out across the country. They're not mm-hmm. tested for COVID, has nothing to do with COVID, has nothing to do with with good citizenship because some of them are gang members and they don't mm-hmm. care about the children. They, they aren't uh, reuniting the children with their parents, which was their big complaint uh, under Trump. They're not doing any of that. Uh, it's all about the fact that they're more likely to uh, vote Democratic. They would get uh, health care, as the president has promised. They would get free education. Back in the 1970s, I founded an organization called Save the Refugees, Mm. and it later became Mercy Corps, and we were bringing people in from Southeast Asia who were fleeing communism, and there Mm. were these children all over the streets of Saigon whose fathers were American soldiers and mothers were Vietnamese young ladies. And you could tell that because they were mixed race and you could see it in their features. And these children that were all over the streets of Saigon were being murdered. And we were finding parents for as many of them as we could to adopt them. And it was Joe Biden, who at the time was a United States senator, who opposed us. You can, you can find this still online. It was... Oh, wow. uh, Governor Brown, Jerry Brown, who at the time, believe it or not, even way back then, had a brief period where he was governor of California. He blocked Travis Air Force Base. We weren't allowed to, for a while, we were able to bring in some of these orphans, but he blocked it so we couldn't bring them in to Travis Air Force Base. And the whole idea was they didn't want the immigration of Asians because Asians tend to be business people. They open restaurants and cleaners and grocery stores right on the corner in the middle of the ghetto, and they make money, and they vote Republican. So mm-hmm. they didn't want Asians, and they fought against Asians. They, wow. they welcomed the immigration of uh, Latinos and Africans who had a stronger percentage of them tend to vote Democrat. 
to me, that's the, all that's going on. Nothing else mm-hmm. is going on at the border except how can we help take over this country and rule it uh, without any opposition. Wow. That's it's frightening. Yeah. yeah. And we're letting it happen. And that's scary. Dr. Dow, go ahead. Got to take uh, one minute here, Doug. Just give us a quick break. We got a great guy down in Houston and his family. His name is Joe Duran, and he has his own company, speaking of small business, by the name of 4D Financial. And uh, he's got a website there, learnwithourteam.com. Joe Duran, learnwithourteam.com. And you can 832-308-7631. This, this family loves the Lord, named for his father, who works with him also. Save for retirement investments. Get out of debt. Save for your children's college. Get them in a good Christian college someday where they'll learn real American history. <laughs> Teach anybody. He'll help you get all the way in the financial help and planning is absolutely free. Give Joe a call. This guy was someone that'll be your friend and help you financially. And he prays for and helps us right here on Raising Expectations. All right, go get them, Joe. We're with you. All right, uh, Doug, you made a, a comment there that was really interesting. Um, when uh, the State of the Union address, I thought that was interesting how uh, the phrase was made about the vaccines, uh, that uh, before he became president, there were no vaccines. I thought that was interesting. And also about the jobs, uh, I thought it was interesting how your friend said, He's saying that we made more jobs, uh, Camila was saying, in 100 days than God did in seven days. This was his comment. I thought that really got my attention. Could you maybe talk a little about your opinion of the State of the Union that uh, President Biden gave? Yeah, uh, Joe, I remember uh, with Barack Obama as president that uh, the first two years, everything that happened, he blamed on George W. Bush, and mm. there was an element of truth in it. The previous president had brought us to the brink of a great recession, and uh, Obama was right to say, hey, it's not my fault. I inherited this mess. You can't turn around the government that quickly, that easily. It's like a big ship out in the middle of the ocean. It takes a a long time to turn it around. It's quite a a process. And yet, when Joe Biden becomes president, he tries to take credit for everything that's happened, including, as you mentioned, when he was on CNN in this town hall, he publicly said... There was no vaccine when I became president. And uh, that wonderful bulldog reporter, uh, Anderson Cooper, who actually is a reporter journalist for 60 minutes, which is not known to be uh, a pushover. This 60 minute bulldog just stood there and said nothing and looked dumb as uh, Joe Biden claimed in front of the whole country that there was no vaccine when I became president. Of course there was. He was himself vaccinated when Donald Trump was president. And it was Trump who put together uh, the most aggressive use of public and private money uh, that we've seen in this country, one of the most uh, powerful programs since the Manhattan Project that helped get us our vaccination. 
I think Joe Biden would be wiser if he would have said in this first hundred days that he gives a little thanks to the previous administration for getting things in order. But they can't. The media can't do it. And that's why they attacked him and tried to claim all the credit on jobs. You'll remember they made fun of uh, they made fun of Trump when he said he would create jobs. And Barack Obama said, what, you got a magic wand that was over manufacturing jobs? It can't be done. If it could be done, I would have done it. But that's he what did Trump it. did. He did it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So the jobs being created, created now, uh, many of them are, most of them are government jobs with these right. billions of dollars. And yes, you can do that. Uh, the Soviet Union did that. They created, you know, tens of thousands of jobs by hiring mm-hmm. the people to work for them. And the, and the standard Soviet would say, um, we pretend to work and they pretend to pay us. <laughs> it is interesting. Uh, it gives you a little idea of where we're headed. But in the Soviet Union, as you know, they used to punish overachievers. So this was what was so odd to me when I toured uh, Russia uh, over the last few years, uh, to have people describe the Soviet era saying you, you couldn't underachieve if you were on the factory line, but if you overachieved, you'd get punished as mm-hmm. being uh, individualistic and a show-off. So you had to stay mm-hmm. somewhere in the middle to stay away from the <laughs> the uh, punishment of the commissar. That's mm-hmm. where we're headed, by the way. We're headed. Yeah, and it's really it's scary, Doug. I mean, I took Russian at the Naval Academy when I was there, you know, a long time ago. I think before you were born, Doug. Actually, just kidding. <laughs> but um, I, I I had a great Russian uh, language professor named Vladimir Tolstoy who was, I guess, a cousin of Leo, the guy that wrote War and Peace, or they were related or something. And he had actually um, been Khrushchev's interpreter back in 6061 when he came to the U.S. And somehow, magically, uh, Professor Tolstoy ended up staying in the U.S. What a concept. But he taught us a lot about Russian culture and and the way things were uh, in in the Soviet Union at the time. And obviously, uh, there was no freedom um, and it was all, again, going back to Pravda, which is Russian for truth, which their, their newspaper was anything but true. But it, it just kind of fed into the classic Orwellian 1984 uh, world where, uh, you know, the, the ignorance of strength and uh, war is peace and, uh, you know, everything is upside down. And I'm seeing a lot of that happen now. And again, this is what scares me so much, because as free Americans, we should have been, and you don't need a college degree, you don't need a master's no. or a PhD to understand what's really going on around here. You need to find out with a clear head what the truth is, and there are so few places that are actually coming out with what the real truth is. I mean, we could talk about the election results and I'm sure we were all in agreement that, gee, I don't think the election results were quite accurate, but, you know, nobody really wanted to fight it, and the media didn't do it, and the states had problems with that. But again, I mean, I think Americans are being fed so many lies that 
either most Americans don't trust what they're being told or they believe what they're being told or they're searching or they don't care. Yeah. And that's what's scary, you know, to me uh, is that the the people that don't care, um, they're just allowing all of this uh, loss of freedom and liberty to happen without fighting for it. And it may be because they've had such an easy life in the last 40 or 50 years. And they don't think freedom and liberty is worth fighting for anymore because they, that's all they know. And all they've been indoctrinated by at the, the public school and university system. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe they, uh, uh, do know, and maybe they fight back and have fought back, and maybe they came out in incredible numbers, 74.5 million, and maybe they elected Donald Trump president. But uh, if, if if it's not a fair election, uh, there's not much they can do about that. And, you know, there is in Latin America, it is illegal to have mail-in ballots, it, they used to have it, but it was so wrought with fraud that they've outlawed it. There is, when people say America's become a banana republic, not quite. Not even a banana republic allows mail-in ballots. I mean, mm-hmm. stop and think. You don't need identification. You could be living in Nigeria, and you could go online and get an American address and and uh, print out your ballot and get somebody to mail it in for you and have your address. And uh, some people are at, uh, have registered to vote at different times. Different people in the apartment registered there. And when in the mail, they'll get five or six or seven mail-in ballots with names on them, and they can vote for all of them and send them in. There's a reason why they're illegal in all across Latin America, but we're having them now. So... Yes, we lost the election, and uh, maybe because we allowed in those states uh, mail-in ballots. And I agree with you, it's become very Orwellian. I mean, you stop and think, what did Orwell say? They'll try to convince you that 2 plus 2 equals 5. And when they try to do that, they make you repeat it, you know it's too late. Well... That's how I feel about Joe Biden standing on stage saying there was no vaccine when I became president. That's two plus two equals five. And there's Anderson Cooper just standing there like, yep, it's five. It's five. Uh, I think of Animal House, too. You remember where the chicken little ran through the the barnyard saying the sky's falling in. That's how I felt when I saw that state of, uh, not state of the union, but speech to the joint sessions where they all had their masks on. Everybody's mm-hmm. been vaccinated, but they're wearing their masks. The sky is falling. The sky mm-hmm. is falling. They want to keep us scared. Well, in all fairness, Doug, we live in Arizona and They've had like mail-in ballots for 15 or 20 years and you actually have to sign everything and you mail it back in and we only got one ballot as we normally do Mm -hmm. for ourselves. Um, But it's been going on for many, many years here. So I don't think the mail-in ballot is a problem in Arizona. On the other hand, my a lot of my family live in Pennsylvania and my ones, my 
I have a sister that lives there, and she said she got like six mail-in ballots. <laughs> and she's an independent, you know, and she just, she goes, I'm throwing them out. I'm just going to go and vote, in, you know, in person. <laughs> but she got like six ballots. <laughs> But here in Arizona, I mean, we get the ballot, you got to sign it, you got to, you know, verify it. So it's pretty safe here. I think, I think it is, you know, but in Pennsylvania, they changed all the rules and they were just getting ballots hand over fist over there. So, yeah, they got that screwed the, up. The, the late surge there. What's happened now? What's the latest in Arizona on the recount? How's that going? It's in progress. Um, we don't know the end results yet, but um, they're they, they're uh, currently working on it. And from what I can read, it seems to be the only state that's actually doing this right now. Um, I could be wrong. I mean, I'm not following what may be going on in well Michigan or Wisconsin or uh, Georgia or anything like that. But but again, the media doesn't tell you. Uh, information that could be very useful to the average American citizen. I don't get the newspaper here anymore because yes. it's too biased. Yeah, the Arizona Republic. Um, it's not an Arizona it's Republic. not Republic anymore. No. Um, what a surprise. And almost every single newspaper in the major cities in America are pretty much the same. Um, you know, whether it's the New York Times, Washington Post, Chicago Tribune, L.A. Times, uh, the Des Moines Register, the Arizona Republic, and, and you know, name your own newspaper, but uh, readership is declining. And I think that's probably a good sign because I think Americans are getting tired of one-sided opinions and opinions that pass for journalism, which is bad. And I think that's why I'm kind of optimistic that I think Americans are waking up to the fact that they've been lied to for so long and that um, Americans are starting to realize that um, things are pretty darn corrupt in Washington, that there's a cadre of swamp people that, you know, come and go. And now, again, the current swamp people are the previous swamp people from 2008 to 2016. What a concept. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I may be a little more pessimistic than you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm very sorry. pessimistic. Yeah, I know. I'm trying I to know keep a smile on my face, but, uh, yeah. yeah. I you know, know that everything's possible with God, and, and I know that Christianity will survive. I mean, they hung Christians up as torches in Nero's uh, garden parties. Mm -hmm. So I know Christianity can survive uh whatever happens here, but I, I'm old and I'll be gone, and I, my heart aches for my children and my grandchildren. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, it's not free speech when you go out in the backyard and you scream whatever it is you scream. It's not free mm -hmm. speech unless it's heard, and uh, I'm seeing like uh, uh, my daughter is, is seeing uh, dial back, they call it on YouTube. I'd never seen that before. I've seen throttling. I've experienced it. Shadow banning. There was an article in the Federalist, and they used examples of uh, my YouTube account to show how it had been uh, shadow banned. Uh, mm. The an analysis and numbers there could show it, but I'd never seen dial back. And what that is is she'll make a YouTube and say something that she believes on it, 
and it'll start to go viral, 300, 500, 800 views, and then all of a sudden you'll actually see the views turned back to 120. I've never seen that before, but that lets you know that occasionally if you look for a news story that's hot, like maybe it's the Arizona thing we were just talking about, you'll go on YouTube and look for it, and you'll look for a story that you know that tens of thousands of people are looking for it, and you'll go there and it'll have like 120 views. <laughs> so yeah. what they're telling you is this is not important. Don't pay attention to this. Yeah, well, yeah, and I had I had a problem with uh, with Twitter a few months ago. I had, a, I don't know, 12 or 13,000 followers, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, uh, I started losing about 1,000 followers a day, and, and I started reading about the other people on Twitter that were having a similar problem. Amazingly, they were all conservative and Republican, so imagine that. And so I, I finally just canceled and closed my Twitter account because I just – realize that they're just under one way of thinking and don't accept other points of view. And, you know, we live in a country where we are supposed to respect other points of view, however wrong they may be, um, and yet we're not able to post our points of view because big media, big tech is suppressing it. And that's that should frighten Americans. That's good. I got to jump in here because of our time. Yeah. Boy, I couldn't concur more right there. I'm looking. I got the two minute warning here. Uh, mm. But the uh, the media runs the interference for big tech. That's for sure. But uh, boy, spot on, Rob and Doug. Where can people get your book? What's a website we can give them right now? Or how should how can we help you there? Uh, Dougweed.com. D o u g w e a d dot com. Perfect, perfect. Doug, and I was we, just with I was just with President Trump just a couple of weeks ago, so that was yeah. exciting and fun. I posted that and put it up for all of our people to see you. What a great honor that was! Mm-hmm. Yes, we're we're going to talk about that. that. We're going to talk about that. Think you think you can get him on our show? Yeah. Can you say a word for for us and get him on our show? Heck, I'll take Ivanka. Yeah, on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, we'll be talking about Stay that on the 31st. Yeah. When you we love to have them. We'll share that on the 31st. Uh, and, uh, Doug, that was a great film. In fact, I'm going to put it up again. Maybe you saw it, Nancy and Rob. It was great. And I love it where he said, you know, I left an awful lot of people just to come down here and be with you, Doug. We, I really honor you. That was awesome. That was awesome, Doug. And you deserve it. Uh, we respect you highly. We respect you in so many ways as people do around the world, from teaching, from preaching, from everything you've done, your writing, uh, Canyonville Christian Academy. My goodness, what you have done in the lives of people. So we're going to look forward to get this all said. We're going to launch you on the spot when we begin coming up here on the 31st. I've got 50 seconds. So, folks, hey, listen, go to our website, W, it's just, excuse me, bbsradio.com slash raise the expectations. forward slash raising expectations. Folks, there's a donate button there. Many of you have found it. We are so thankful for those of you that support our program. If you'd like to help us out to uh, really reach people uh, for our nation, especially for the Lord and other things, Make a donation there. We'll we'll get back to you, and thank you for it. I get back to every one of you. Again, Doug, God bless you and your family. Uh, bless you on Newsmax. Let the guys know there we sure support them. And uh, we'll look forward to having you with us on uh, 
on the 31st, and we're going to have a great time. I'm going to have to sign off, Doug, but we're going to have your face up there next time. We'll get you all set up, okay? We better. <laughs> Thank you, Thank you, John. Thanks so much, Doug. Lee. Thank you. Love your book. You're bad. Thanks. You. Thanks, Doug. God bless. Thanks again. Bless. Bye-bye. Take care. Friends, thanks for joining us on this week's program of Raising Expectations. We profoundly hope you found it engaging and at times humorous, but most of all, uplifting, so that we may, with you, one topic at a time each week, become more encouraged to move forward to an exciting future in, as we always say, this thing called life in America today. So let not your hearts be troubled, your family, finances, faith, freedom. It can be a great future as we talk, listen, respect, and pull together. Please let me hear from you. You can reach me at 972-922-8556. That's 972-922-8556. Or Joe Schofield on Facebook or LinkedIn. It'd be a pleasure to know you, and we hope you'll listen in again next week on the BBS Radio Network.